Welcome back to the Metric Stack Podcast. Today's guest is Zach Wenthe, Senior Product Marketing Manager at Treasure Data. Now, Zach's worn many hats over the year, but all tied together through the power of storytelling to drive revenue. We're actually recording this episode on the eve of Black Friday, Cyber Monday, so it's hard to think of a more appropriate metric to dive into than return on ad spend. I'm Lauren Thibodeau, and I'm joined by co-host Alan Villa. Warm welcome to the show, Zach. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Zach, before we get into the details, uh, maybe you can just set the stage. Like, what are the business objectives that we should be thinking about here? Just for just for context. Yeah. So, you know, return on ad spend is, is one of those indicators that can be a super granular tactical indicator, or it can just be this large kind of organizational directional indicator. When we think about it from a business perspective, we're, we're, look, we're talking about efficiency. How much do I spend? How much money do I make? Right? How is that advertising working? Um, obviously, there's a lot that goes into that, but ultimately, when you're thinking about it from a business indicator, it's how, how well is my money doing? Awesome. That's great context. So then let's peel that back a bit. And what exactly is this metric? Could you get crispy and define it for us? Tell us how we should calculate it. Yeah. So return on ad spend um, really is for every dollar you spend on advertising, how much revenue is produced as a direct result, um, or in some cases, an indirect result, but as a result of that ad spend, right? So when you're um, when you're looking at this, you're either looking at it as at a ratio, you know, $2 in revenue for every dollar, so two to one, uh, or a percentage, ideally. And so in a, in a perfect world, higher the better, right? The more money you make per every dollar you spend uh, going out the door on, on advertising. Okay, so, you know, two to one, you know, return on ad spend ratio. This sounds amazing. Uh, this metric is super easy to calculate. I mean, what else is to it, right? Now, I'm sure you're going to tell us that it's not that easy. And there's probably a gazillion steps in between the advertisement and actually getting that dollar in the door. So how do you think of that journey? And, and, and where are the leading indicators? Yeah, so like I said, when you think about it as a, a directionality, you're right. It's very simple. You know, it's it's how much how much advertising spend are we putting out there in the marketplace across all channels and across all mediums, and how much revenue are we we generating? You can say, oh, our our ads are efficient, but when you really start to break it down and start to think about it at a more tactical or micro level, right? It's it's how is this channel performing? So let's just start at the channel level. So for every dollar I'm spending on, you know, Facebook or TikTok or any other advertising platform or TV, how much return am I getting on that channel? And then you can go break it down another step, right? It's how much is, is am I getting from um, each ad that I'm running, right? Each variation of a creative that I'm running. So you can start to measure the effectiveness of not only you over your, your, your entire campaign, but you can start to looking at this as a metric for how is my uh, individual creative doing within said campaign. And then you break it down even further, right? Which variations are working within that? So I've got a, I've got a, I've got a creative, but maybe I have two or three different messaging variations. And so you can get very granular, um, and that is just looking at at kind of like, you know, top line revenue to top line ad spend. And then you want to go even deeper. You look into things like multi touch attribution. How much did that ad spend? Did that ad affect uh, the overall buy? Right? Is it? Was it the first touch? Did it bring them in? Uh, and if they didn't buy right away, is there other influencing um, ads that are that are part of this, right? So, so you can get into a very 
complex metric. And I think there's a lot of organizations that, you know, freak out a little bit over, over like, <laughs> yeah, you I mean, know, we've, we've just gone from the simplest definition to the most complex, like deep in the weeds, sort of scary metric here. And that's exactly it. And so I think what ends up happening is marketers, we love metrics. Like we like, we like things and we like to also make them sometimes too hard because you're trying to, you're trying to answer questions that sometimes just don't have an answer to them. And so you, you dig into those very, very deep variations and you get caught up more in the outcome of, you know, this most minute detail, which really at the end of the day, depending on your ad budget, may not have a big impact on the overall success of the campaign, right? So does variation A, it's a 1.7 return versus a 1.9 return? Well, on the grand scheme of things, you know, how does that compare against the entire campaign if you're averaging 1.8 overall or something like that? So the, um, and actually you should be higher, averaging much higher, but you get the point, right? So, so I think people get too caught up in the weeds and, and I think that's where the beauty of return on ad spend is really um, allowing you to kind of zoom in and zoom out of your overall campaigns and kind of level set. How am I doing broad picture? How am I doing channel? How am I doing down at my campaign level? So that that's good guidance. Don't get lost in the weeds. And who, you know, who should track this? Who shouldn't track it if there's anybody who shouldn't be looking at this? Yeah, so who should track it? Anybody who's anybody who's doing acquisition marketing, right? Anybody who's spending ad dollars um to drive a a conversion of some sort, whether that's a transaction, whether that's an event sign up, whether that's a whatever. Anybody who's who's trying to get some sort of revenue for their ad spend. Um Again, you may not need the level of detail, right? If you're running a, a small e-commerce direct-to-consumer business and you're you're focused very, you know, on very simple um, kind of targeted campaigns, you may not need the the deep, deep, deep detail of market level detail or geographic level return on ad spend or some of that stuff because it's not going to necessarily change your 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 targeting or your advertising, you know, or at least right away, right? Focus on on, on improving the we, the blocking and tackling, right? The or the the basics. If you can't pass the ball, don't worry about trying to score the goal yet. So, um, you know, we've got we've got to kind of start with the how is my overall campaign doing? Am I driving enough revenue to not only pay for my advertising campaign, but also pay for the product and all those other things, right? Because you need to have enough coverage in that in that return to make it, you know, in in theory, make it profitable, um, at least in the long. run. Right. There may be times for for short run loss, but but definitely in the long run. So anybody who's running those ad spends or who should focus on it um, and so, then so, who should not is yeah. if you're keeping it too simple and it's keeping you up at night, find other metrics. So, I mean, talking about taking, you know, one step at a time, you know, right now we've got those. Let's keep with the soccer analogy. We've got those goalposts, right, of the. The the ad the the attribution is you know going to this paid advertisement and then the the you follow that through you know somebody comes to the website they sign up for your trial they they go through the freemium experience and eventually they they purchase right and 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 you know with today's tech you can you can follow that stuff um, are there leading indicators like let's say you've got a very long sales cycle are there leading indicators that you should be looking at when evaluating which ads are working like for example we know how much every lead is worth to us, or we know how much every activated user is worth to us. Are there things that you should be looking at earlier on in the funnel to sort of help guide some of the effectiveness of these ads? 
Yeah. So, I mean, I think one of the one of the areas that a lot of people are, are doing, especially with, yeah, with longer sales cycles or with B2B is if you know what your targeted customer acquisition cost is, or if I, if I, if I know that I want to get a lead and I'm willing to spend a hundred dollars to get said lead, right? Um, because that hundred dollars translates to a predictive lifetime value of something, right? Using return on ad spend against that campaign is simply just a matter of saying, okay, how much did I spend and how much am I, am I thinking I'm going to get, right? So early on, it just helps you gut check your, your, your lead generation campaigns, right? Am I spending, um, in my spending and hoping that down the right, you know, six months, eight months, whatever that that's going to be, that it's going to turn into that level of ad spend. Because if you, for every customer, you're going to get a hundred dollars. Well, then you shouldn't be spending more than, than, you know, a hundred dollars per, per campaign that if it only generates one lead, right? So those are just ways you can start to think about it as, as kind of early on and thinking about it as, as a way to, uh, you know, to, to manage your, your, your acquisition spend. Other way that a lot of people are starting to think about this is how do I offset, right? We're going into a world where costs and ad spends and are, are getting kind of slashed and, 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 and choked and squeezed. And so how can I offset some of my ad spend with maybe early revenue? So if I normally have a longer sales cycle, um, or I have, I have something that is much more of a high ticket item, can I also have some lower ticket items that I can use as, as early wins, right? So I can get some, you know, if I'm going to spend $25,000 on an ad campaign, um, can I generate $25,000 in revenue off of that same audience to offset my spend? Then I can have the, the bigger ticket items come later, right? Now they're in my nurture funnel. Now I can, I can do whatever, whatever follow up and whatever. Your sales teams can reach out to them or whatever, but those are opportunities maybe to get them into um, a, a bigger program. And so we're starting to see a lot of, you know, a lot of companies focus on that as a way to kind of just get people into the ecosystem. And with the importance of this metric, and as you look back over maybe the last couple of years, and as you look ahead, are you seeing the importance of this metric increasing, decreasing, or staying about the same and, and why? It, it's absolutely increasing right now. Um, and I think that's because, like I just said, the, the economy is kind of changing. We're, we're, we're twisting, you know, we went from a, a world where a lot of times a lot of advertisers could just show up and they would generally have a favorable campaign, right? If you're running ads, people were spending, there was, there was money flowing. And so therefore it was a lot easier to generate revenue. So therefore you tend to have a much higher, more favorable metric. But now, as people are, you know, kind of downshifting as they're thinking about making decisions, right? I don't know that we're completely as consumers. We've completely stopped spending. Um, it's not that bad, but I think you might think a little bit longer. Some of these campaigns may uh, have at one time been a, you, you could have a 30-day attribution window and say, okay, if I ran that ad within 30 days, this is, my, you know, people were buying. And now maybe it's double that, maybe it's 60, right? And so now you have to spread that ad spend farther because it's going to take longer to realize revenue. And so it's way more important to have a campaign because you aren't necessarily going to be adding um, more money into the coffer to replenish it if you are running a, a very poor targeted campaign, right? So if you're blowing through a bunch of money, you may not get the revenue to, to refill your, your, your ad budget. So, I mean, you're, you're talking about kind of the, the short-term economy and how it's 
elongating people's decision making, right? And that and that's that's probably across B two B as well as B two C. Um, but there's probably also the the longer term um, sort of trend where if you think about five years ago, somehow it didn't seem as competitive as it is today. Somehow the competitive forces and be it companies that are not even in your space advertising for keywords that are you know niche to what you do all of a sudden everybody's advertising on everything else they're doing organic on everybody else, everything else and you know making sure that those dollars are effective seems to me like it's really really important yeah and I, i'm just going to add something before we open it up to you building on that alan like the ad world is busier and in some cases, consumers are actually pulling back and, and paying less attention and just focusing on what they're hearing word of mouth. And this loyalty, this community kind of movement is making it even harder for advertisers. So how would you kind of tie that together for us? Wrap it up with a bow and share back your thoughts as it relates to return on other than saying we should just, you know, wave the white flag and all pack it in. Right. But no, no, we're not. We're not giving up. Um no, I mean you're you're absolutely right, right? The 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 whole world went through a a massive shift in buying behavior and a massive shift in behavior just general consumer behavior during the pandemic, right? Normally as consumers, you know, we change our buying behavior at like key life moments, right? So you get married, you have a kid, you move houses, like you you start to think about okay, what am I spending? Where am I spending? What stores am I going to? Well, during the pandemic, everybody went through that together. And so we saw this this three to five X, depending on which analyst, which metrics you're looking at, digitization. People who were scared of shopping online got over that because they didn't have a choice. People who were loyal to a certain brand switched because that brand had supply chain issues, right? Or they couldn't get product. And so now, now we've seen this, this movement of people who were reluctantly being digital now are absolutely, you know, bought in. And so, so yes. So first, the competition. There's actually a ton more competition, right? We way way more people online. People are buying. They've realized the world is smaller. So your your data uh, as a, as an organization is super important because your customers are they're moving very quickly and they may move on without you if you're not keeping up. So there's there's problem number one. Um, and then problem number two. You're right. People are becoming leery of advertising. People are becoming leery of because. Somewhere along the lines, you know, it used to be, oh, we saw 1500 ads a day and now we see like 3 billion. I don't know what it, I mean, it's some, some crazy <laughs> number, right? Because if you think about all the logos you see in your screens and your TVs and drinks you have during the day and just every time you see a brand name pop up, it's sometimes by some counts, tens of thousands of, of, of impressions, if you will, uh, over, over the course of a day. And so we're burnt out. We're tired. We're like, eh, we're exhausted, right? We've all. Sure, you guys feel it. I feel it. You know, advertisers, their customers are saying it, and so that's why we've seen that rise of the influencer or the rise of different ways of of kind of just building community. And so, yes, all of those things now mean that when you are spending dollars, you have to know where they're going, know what they're being used for, and more importantly, understand that there are both new opportunities because. All these people are online. It's a lot more digital. You can you can track digitally, um, but also because there's all these new metrics, right? Community and and uh, people, you know, people are actually advertisers are now starting to switch back to TV and and print and different things because there's less competition, right? And so people are trying to go where where it's it, you know there's maybe more opportunity, even though it's stuff that they had abandoned in the past. And so 
Now you're starting to measure all of these different things. Offline campaigns. How's my offline campaign doing? Um, and 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 you still have to think about your return on ad spend, even though you might not be able to have this one-to-one correlation from a Facebook pixel to a to a you know to a purchase. You really had me thinking there, you know, like when because you're absolutely right. Like when when the pandemic hit and there were supply chain issues, all of a sudden it sort of unsets people from their preferred brand. You know, that's an opportunity, right? And that's probably a fairly rare opportunity. I mean, I can picture examples in my life where I had to have, you know, my brand preference and I had to go to something else. Um, I think the other thing that is very true is, and this is maybe a little bit of a plug for, you know, treasure data. You know, if if you can be more applicable and more meaningfully, um, you know, specific to who your target audience is, you know, that's so much better. Like, don't give me stuff that really I have no interest in. My buying cycle is out of out of line. So, you know, be as a- applicable and as genuine as possible in in chatting with folks. Well, and it, and it saves you money, right? So if you want you yeah. want to tie it back to return on ad spend again, you know, if I know that a consumer, right, if I know that they buy once a year, they are a holiday shopper. If I'm running advertising to them all year long and they're never going to buy, I'm just wasting my ad spend, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, there are cases where you're like my goal, like I want to get them from a once a year shopper to a twice a year shopper. Great. But there's also just the reality that there are going to be consumers that are going to fit into different personas. And one of those personas is I'm a seasonal shopper. Um, so thinking about your ad efficiency. So now I'm using suppression, which is a huge miss in a lot of cases, right? We, you know, we, we all talk about targeting. We all talk about better targeting, but sometimes just as important is who not to target, mm-hmm. right? So taking, taking suppression and saying, well, don't talk, target somebody who's just bought. Don't target somebody who uh, maybe is in a has an open customer service ticket because they're not happy with you right now, right? And so uh, you're just poking the bear, you know. And and so like thinking through those uh, those opportunities where you can say, hey, I'm going to take somebody out of my spend, so my spend can be a little bit more efficient. I can I can dial up that that return without having to find new audiences, without changing new creatives. I'm just adjusting my audiences. I love it. I love it. I love it. You're giving lots of tactical ideas of how people can get more efficient. What everybody always wants to know is how do I stack up to everybody else? What's good? What's great on return on ad spend? And I'm sure there are different numbers based on what channel you're talking about. But can you give us a sense of some common benchmarks or some some rules of thumb around what's good and what's great for this metric? Yeah. So I, I think the the most the most important thing is don't compare yourself to everybody else because every market, every industry, every vertical is different. And so I think one of the things you have to approach this from is less of a me too approach to this, or like, I'm going to follow them and I'm going to, I'm going to target them is strategically what works for your business, right? So if your margins are solid and you've got, you've got very good margins, you can have a lower return on ad spend, right? Because you're not trying to make up for you know, uh, a high margin on on a cost, right? Whereas, for example, a service-based business, they can have much lower margins for service-based business because the incremental delivery of a, uh, you know, of a person may be a lot lower than I need to ramp up my my factory to build more widgets, right? And so you have to have, you have to kind of understand, you know, first where you're playing. And then I think what what you want to look at is, world of continuous improvement. So run a campaign 
And your goal is to continue to improve your campaigns, your targeting, your return on ad spend. Because again, uh, you know, I think the average, the industry average across like all verticals is somewhere in the range of like four to one. For every dollar you spend, you should be getting four back, which accounts for, you know, margin and ad spend and commissions and, you know, payments and, and, and whatnot. Um, but in some industries, you need six to 10 to break even because of the, because of the cost of the product, because of the, the cost of distribution, shipping, whatever. So if you're like, oh, four to one, like, yeah. And then you have other people who are like, I'm happy if I get two to one. So I think that's one of those worlds where, where you, you run yourself into a trap. I've, I've seen it before. I've worked with marketers for, for years. And if they try, this is one of those metrics. If you compare too much to others, you will lose sight of what, what is important to you. Um, if your competitor is getting a two to one, but your product costs a lot more, two to one may put you out of business, right? So like you have to really step back and say, strategically, how am I going to grow? How much budget do I have, right? How much co- cash do I have? Because um, one of the, and I'm going on a tangent here, but one of the things that I think is super important is there's different strategies in, in ads, right? There is the, I'm going to do one really expensive, right? You know, the Super Bowl style ad, which is I'm going to do that really expensive, but I'm going to get a ton of people because I need the volume. Whereas the other side is like, I'm going to do hundreds of cheap ads, you know? And so even your strategy is going to dictate that, that return and that, and that, that thinking and that strategy, because, um, you know, if you only have cash for one ad, you better make sure it's really good ad doesn't matter what your return is necessarily because you don't have a testing budget to, to kind of like continuously improve it. So you're going to go out and you're going to hire a copywriter and you're going to do some, you're going to do a killer ad so that you have cash to come continue. Right. And so, yeah, I, I say, stay away from, stay away from the, the benchmark on, on, on this one. You know what? I think that's good advice. I, I love the idea of also just, you know, benchmarking yourself and, uh, continuously improving upon that. Right. Like, I think that's always good advice for almost any metric. So having said that, having said there is no perfect benchmark, what are the other metrics that you would use to make sure that you're heading in the right direction? What are the, what are the things that you look at as well? Yeah. So I would say overall, you want to look at kind of the, the, the you know, kind of the trinity of what, what you're looking at, right? Which is the, the customer lifetime value. So return on ad spend is, you know, maybe initial revenue. How much, how much money did I make? But then the question is, is how much is that customer worth long term? Again, because I might be willing to forego some return early on because that customer is worth a lot more in the, in the long run. If you are a single transaction business, you can't afford that, right? You don't have that opportunity. But if you're a multi-transaction business or you are a, um, you know, a high ticket with, with, you know, subscription based business where you can have recurring revenue, you know that you can afford to lose money on that initial transaction. And so your return on ad spend can be lower. As long as your customer lifetime value maintains and stays stays at its uh, at its overall uh, levels, I think the other one is you want to look at um, a mix of customer acquisition cost, which is really the same idea of of the overall. You know, if I'm in a B two B or a multi month, or I'm running ads, I might not have a return on ad spend for each individual campaign. I, I might be looking at it by quarter, right? How much should I spend this quarter? How much did I? How much did I generate? You know, this quarter, and so I'm, I'm I'm looking at it more of an efficiency metric. But then you also want to be managing what does it cost to acquire those customers overall, and then compare that to your 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 
lifetime value. Because again, if you're paying too much to get a customer, um, you're you're out of balance somewhere. So then you've you've got to you've got to adjust, right? You've got to find a new audience. You've got to find new messaging. You've got to adjust. So I think those are the three that are always kind of working in in balance, um, or should be working in balance and in, in concert together. Yeah, fantastic. And so we're just almost coming to the end of our time here. I'd love to ask Zach if you have any last parting words of advice that you would sum up for listeners. Yeah. So I would say. You know, first and foremost, don't stress over, you know, over the metric until you've been measuring it for at least one or two buying periods. So that, that is, you know, if it takes a customer 30 days to buy from you, then you need to at least be looking at these metrics over a 60 day period, right? Give it some time because your, your, your first campaign may not truly reveal. There may be seasonality issues. There may be competitive issues. There may be some other things going on that are buried in there and, and are, are not obvious uh, with your results. So give yourself some time. Have a plan to have some testing budget to be able to understand. You know, If you're just starting day one, I'm running ads, I don't know any of this metric, give yourself some time. Give yourself some testing. Um, so that, that that's number one. But number two is know that your data is important. And it's valuable, right? So I may forego, I've said this a couple times, I may forego a little bit of ad spend on the front side because I'm getting this customer for the long term, right? And now I can target to them, follow on ads. I can do retargeting. I can do um, offline advertising, right? So I might I might run a campaign um, using using Hulu advertising uh, in, a, in a market, right? Because I'm now targeting people who are my my buyers and I know who my buyers you know, typically look like in said market. And then I'm looking at, well, how, how much revenue did I grow in that market? So I'm, again, measuring my return on ad spend. So if you, if you look at it as a long-term game, I think a lot of e-commerce companies, a lot of people who are drawing this, look at it as a very short-term metric. Like this ad, I, did I make enough money? And I'm done, right? And then they don't think about it as, as like, well, what comes next? And so I think when, when you think about it from a B2B company or even B2C, actually, um, these days, Data is valuable. So you might be paying a little bit more to build that audience, to build your own database, to build your own you know, resources, but that unlocks a whole lot of opportunity down, down the road um, to be able to target, message, personalize, become more relevant. So when those things happen in the market, when those you know life-changing moments happen, you have a much more relationship-driven uh, opportunity and a much more connected customer than you would if... Uh, if you're just relying on a on an ad platform to to stay in touch, and and so you might be able to forego some of that uh, uh, that brand shifting or brand switching that that happens. Zach, this has been truly fantastic. Everybody, Zach Wenthe of Treasure Data. We've heard a lot of insight. I think the things that have resonated, and there was definitely a theme here, was like be really smart about the purpose of acquiring that customer. Be patient. Think about lifetime value. So again, these are long-term things where most people might start thinking about this as a very short-term kind of metric. So Zach, thank you very much. This has been really great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This was fun. If you enjoyed today's conversation about metrics and data, be sure to check out Metric HQ, our online resource for the metrics that matter most to you and your business.